Hey mamas, it's time to rise and grind. It's me, Brittany, and I'm back with Christian Mom Uncensored, the podcast where I dive into all the real, raw, unfiltered mommy struggles and all the things from marriage to raising babies to making decisions to leaps of faith to trials and tribulations, you know it all. Thanks so much for stopping by this Thursday. Welcome to Christian Mom Uncensored. Hey there, mamas. I am at home alone for the first time in a long time. I'm on the couch. My feet are propped up and it has been a day. So I don't know about you guys, but this week specifically has been really challenging. And um, I have been doing my daily affirmations or manifestations. But regardless, it's been just a really hard week. Ethan just left with Mia to go to a small group at church. Typically, I attend um, whenever we go as a family. But today, even Ethan said, I think you need to just stay home, put on pajamas, veg out, and go to sleep. And I really struggled with that decision, but I think he's right. So this week has been really emotional because... For some reason, my work-life balance has been harder this week, and I don't know if it's just, honestly, since Sunday, I've kind of been like having a hard time, and I think it's because I'm at the point in the pregnancy where I'm not sleeping well, I'm still getting up to work, and doing all the things I'm supposed to do, and and it's exhausting, and I feel like I've spent a good chunk of this afternoon kind of straightening up the house and I look at it now and all I see is toys and it's like did I even clean did why did I even clean my kitchen is kind of clean though so I don't know about you guys but when my kitchen is clean if my bed is made and my kitchen is clean I feel pretty at peace (laughs) but I do like it when my living room is organized too it's just hard to do that because we definitely spend the evenings in the living room. But anyway, let's get into chatting to today because I feel like we just have to chat. So anyway, I said I was having a hard week and a lot of it is because when I'm tired and not sleeping, then everyone in the house is miserable. I have a two-year-old, so send your prayers because these tantrums she's throwing it's just a lot of them and I'm just looking at her like I literally cannot deal with your your feelings right now and so she that's why she had to go with her dad because my mom goes to the small group and I feel like she will feel so happy to see my mom we'll get to sit outside because it's outdoors and I will have some quiet um but I definitely have been struggling with the mommy guilt this week because I've just been tired. We haven't been on the go as much. It's kind of been a rainy kind of week. Um, Not to say Mia has gone for a walk today. She went for a walk. Yes. No, I don't know. I think she went for a walk Monday. And so she's still getting outside. But I feel like so much mom guilt this week. And part of it is because 
I get to watch my husband hang out with her all day and I'm on the computer and it's, that's just the hardest thing for me right now. And I had to remind myself that in a couple months, literally our roles will be completely reversed and this is time he never had with her. So all this extra time he's getting during the day, it's not like I'm not around. It's not like I don't stop to play. It's not like I don't do lunch with her and don't like give her all the cuddles. But as moms, we have such high expectations of ourselves. And it's important to remember that we are also human. That sometimes we need a break. That sometimes we're tired. That sometimes we throw tantrums. And um, it's okay to take that break. I remember when Mia was a newborn, never wanting to put her down. So I started baby wearing, which is genius. Genius, genius, genius invention. It's ancient, but I don't know why I didn't do it sooner. Um, and I think that for the rest of your motherhood, you will struggle with mom guilt on some level. And I think that's just a part of life. But let's talk about lessons in motherhood. And because I think there's a lot of lessons there. So rule number one of motherhood that we all kind of learn is that it's not about you anymore because literally from the minute you are pregnant through the rest of your child's life, it's about your kid. It's about what they need and their needs will always come first. And it's not, for me, that's not the hard part. The hard part is when I mentally need something too. So rule number two is take care of your mental health. Um, take care of your health and I hope that everyone who is a mama has support around them to let you know when your mental health is not okay um, and even today my husband was like for your mental health please stay home relax and fall asleep and that's like husband goals right guys um, he's been actually meeting a lot of husband goals lately, <laughs> and I'm really, really happy. Um, but honestly, when you are struggling, you're not going to mom well. And I've realized that that's why um, this week has been so hard is because I've actually like mental health wise have been struggling. And I'm going to talk a little bit about like what I've been struggling mental health wise. So I think I was, I've been dealing with some, um, anxiety, anxiety about the birth of my baby, anxiety about the future. And honestly, worrying about the future is time wasted in the present. And it's something I know, but it's something that we as humans naturally do and kind of have to like check ourselves. So, um, I was talking to my doula earlier this week and I was watching birth videos and I've been, um, today I did at lunchtime a 10 minute meditation, uh, kind of preparing my visualizations for hypnobirthing. If you don't know what this is, you can Google it, but it's just, it's just like a technique for labor and, um, because I feel like we are now in the third trimester, literally probably the first week of the third trimester. Um, 
but it's game time. I have 12 weeks until this baby is born, exactly. Or, you know, until my due date. Maybe I have 10 weeks. Maybe I have 14 weeks. But I roughly have 12 weeks before this baby is born. And so I've been kind of thinking and worrying about that. Like, I'm not doing enough to prepare. And honestly, right now, I should be out for a walk. But I'm going to allow myself the chance to rest because I'm really tired. And I will sleep and then tackle a better day tomorrow. I've been doing really well with nutrition and food and things this past couple weeks um, where I'm eat, I'm drinking like smoothies that are loaded with really good stuff and like every single day. And my diet is pretty, I've, I'm not one who like eats a whole bunch more because I'm pregnant. Like if anything, I probably eat a little bit less because I don't have any room, but um, so I've been doing good with that. And then I was just, just really trying to get like in the zone for this birth. And I, I woke up at three o'clock last night and I could not go back to sleep. And that's why I'm exhausted. And I was thinking about birth and I was thinking about all the, like the to-do list I have for, um, myself, for Ethan and for Mia and all of the things. But as moms, one of the lessons we have to learn is to give it to God and do everything you can. So there are times where you have to give it to God, whatever you're dealing with. There are times where you have to take the struggle that you have, give it to God and not think about it. And there are times where you have to take the struggle you have, give it to God and then take the steps that you need to take. So like in this instance with the birth, I'm saying, God, you are in control of like my life, my baby's life. Like you put us here together. We're going to have a safe, healthy delivery and you know exactly how that's going to happen. So I'm giving that part to God. So take away the fear of like safety in childbirth. The things I have to do to prepare are like my hypnobirthing, uh, take the class with my doula, get all the things I want for labor and that's what I need to do but there's other areas in your life for instance with my mom guilt where I have to say I'm gonna give it to God and that's all I can do because literally there's nothing else I can do to help my mom guilt go away I spent every evening with Mia we just took a bath I gave her like a whole spa um, situation this afternoon because I wanted to do my nails too. So like filled up this tub of water and like got all the scrubby bubbles and then got all the nail brushes. And like we did a little mani-pedis. And I always make sure she's eating healthy and that she gets outside. So literally in this situation with mom guilt, I have to give it to God and give it away. So that's a big lesson, I think, as moms and as Christians, we kind of have to learn. And that goes for our children too, like trusting God with our kids' lives, that they're going to be happy, healthy, safe. And that's a hard one to do because um, those are our babies and we want the best for them. I think another lesson we learn as parents and as mothers is to tackle our own ish, 
tackle all of our own ish, all of our stuff. We really have to tackle because as mamas, we kind of have to be in our A game. So if it is marriage problems and if it is money problems, if it is um, just issues with yourself personally, you, at least for me, and I think I, I can see it happening with friends that I, I know that are moms too, where they're like, I've always struggled with this, but I'm really working on it now, or I don't want my kid to see this. And when you like become a parent, all of the issues that kind of have been playing around in your life come to the forefront. And now you realize your kid's watching you and you have to tackle things. So for instance, if Ethan and I have an argument I always say we're having a fight and he's always like, we're not even fighting. You're just stressed out. But if Ethan and I are having like an argument, what is the appropriate thing to do in front of your child, right? What do you do when you're actually like fighting or actually upset with each other in your marriage? Do you walk away? Like, what do you do? Um, and it, for, for us, like we don't really fight about serious things. So, um, like all of the big problems we have in our lives, we come together and tackle head on. It's all like the small petty stuff that Ethan and I fight about, like laundry and dishes and doing stuff. Like that's our little arguments. And I feel like as Mia gets older, it's healthy for her to know that sometimes people disagree. Sometimes people get on each other's nerves. Sometimes people fight. But it's, I want her to see, like, beginning to end, I'm sorry, I love you, I was feeling this way. So she knows that, like, relationships aren't perfect, and um, you can easily just say, I'm sorry, admit when you're wrong, and move on. Um, but yeah, so motherhood has definitely made me focus on what all the issues that I have in my life. And for the most part, I've tackled a lot of them, but there's still some areas uh, such as like my, my type A-ness that I am working on and trying to get better at. And the reason why I'm so type A is because it gives me a sense of security to have that kind of control. So like the little things in my life that I can control, I want to, and it's not always the greatest. Another thing that we learn as mothers and parents is to just let some stuff go. Um, there's times where like before your kid parents that you wouldn't let something go. There's times where before I was a parent, I would never go to bed with dishes in the sink. I would never go to bed with toys out. I guess I didn't have toys before I was a parent. I had cat toys. And some things you have to let go and decide what you're going to do. There have been plenty of times where uh, I have told Mia, we're going to clean right now. And we clean up and I tell her we'll play or we'll do the next activity. We'll go do something fun after we clean. But I cannot play with you right now. Um, well, lately, I've been letting it go. If she wants to play, we're going to play. Because nothing else feels that important. Every day we straighten up. Every day the toys get put away. At some point the house is clean. Is it all day? No, never. And I'm lowering those expectations too. Because once I have a newborn, I, I know that 
I'm just the priority is going to be are all of my kids fed am I fed let's all go to bed like that's what's going to be the goal for the first three months after childbirth so I'm letting some things go um especially like she has a toy kitchen that she plays with literally all day long I can pick up these pieces after her all day long or I can pick them up at the end of the day which makes the most sense because she's just going to keep taking them out. Little things like that and to just like find the time to to clean what I can but understand that there are days where if, if that is my priority, like my priority list, if it falls that low, I'm not going to worry about it. I got up. I got dressed. I took Mia for a walk. I made breakfast. I made lunch. I cleaned up breakfast. I cleaned lunch. I worked my job all day. I got on a meeting. I messaged a mom who I was thinking about and praying about. I chatted with a friend. I um, did all of the things. And if at the end of the day I'm tired... I need to rest and so I think that we can all kind of learn whatever structure works for us um, I've been striving to be like Instagram mom like always clean always perfect always cute and literally this mess this week I have looked a mess felt a mess am a mess and I'm embracing the mess so that I can mentally just go to sleep and rest <laughs> okay so Anyway, yes, that's another lesson in parenthood. So I kind of want to switch gears and talk like on a different level um, about, I was talking before about um, letting it go and giving it to God, but I want to talk a little bit about having this sort of um, life crisis. And what I mean by that is a lot of us are in uncharted territory. A lot of us are facing things we're not sure how we're going to do it, but we are. Um, virtual learning and working is going to be a challenge for a lot of people. Um, safety, obviously, is the number one priority and is 100% necessary at this point, but that doesn't mean it's going to be hard. You know, our, our government officials are making some really tough decisions, and unfortunately, there is no great answer and if virtual learning is how the school year starts, I'm praying for you all. Um, I'm one that said that, because Mia, we had intended for Mia to start doing um, preschool. Specifically, we were looking for a place that did two day twos. So um, she would go two days a week to preschool. But obviously we're putting that on hold probably till she's three, till next fall for her to start school. And um, that's if things are better. That's if we feel safer. But specifically because we're going to have a newborn, we just can't risk any type of thing like that. But um, so our lives all kind of feel like shaky right now. And it's hard when you're a parent and life is shaky to try to create some stability for your child when you yourself don't feel stable. Um and I just want to commend all you mamas out there. But anyway, where I, what I really wanted to talk about was like having this sort of life crisis. And what I mean is one day you wake up, you look in the mirror and you go, what is my life? Um, I have said, what is my life a million times this year? 
uh, whenever I'm stressed out, whenever the world is falling apart, I say, what is life? What is my life? What am I doing? And uh, I've been really thinking about what I want the next two, three, five, ten years to look like and um, understanding that some goals are goals for the next five years and some goals are goals for the next ten years. Um, But I feel like parenthood can kind of put your life in crisis mode. So for Ethan, this is where dads might be able to relate, being a parent has put him in like a provider mode where he is now thinking, am I doing enough? Do we have enough? Am I creating a safe enough place for my family? Because he's a provider. As a mom, I'm thinking about what do I want my kids' daily lives to look like? And how do I want our lives as a family to function? And um, they say that you go through, at least now they do, a quarter-life crisis and a mid-life crisis. And at my quarter-life crisis, I was probably sitting at work and thinking, how am I going to move away from this job? And I, I definitely thought about that before having Mia, about like different career paths I'd want to take. Ultimately, I decided, uh, you know, I would rather work for myself in the future, other things. And then like at midlife crisis, you think I've lived half my life. Have I done all the things I want to do? So I think at your quarter life crisis, you start thinking, am I living the life I, I want? And am I working for the, the goals that I need to get there? <sighs> at least for me. And then when you become a mom, I think you start to reevaluate some things like am I working the job I want to work do I like the schedule I have for my kids um do I really just need a nanny because some people really love their jobs and just need some extra support at home some people need to like switch jobs or switch hours it's just like all these things that you have to make decisions on when you become a mom so we all kind of go through these little mini life crises In college, it was, what do I major in? Um, After college, it is, what, why did I major in that major? And how am I going to fix my life? And then later, it becomes, have I lived the life I want? But I think we also, as parents, have like a parent life crisis, where we think, am I being the parent I want to be? And if I'm not, how do I fix it? And sometimes it comes in like little waves where, You see these pretty put together Instagram moms and you feel like you're a failure or you have a friend whose kid is fully potty trained and yours isn't. So you feel like a failure or, you know, your kid is two and your best friend's kid is two and one is talking really well and can recognize letters from the alphabet and is doing really smart. Well, your kid still only says a good handful of words or maybe your kid's a bad eater and you're comparing yourself to other moms so we kind of go through these little like parent crises of um am i doing enough am i being enough am i helping my kid enough and the thing is just like people all kids are different all kids learn at their own paces and go at their own paces obviously there's times where you need to seek help for specific things but for the most part i guarantee you you are doing amazing. For the most part, know that when you gave birth affects your child's development. Know that your child's personality, that everybody is different and 
whether your kid's like super smart or maybe your kid, you feel like your kid isn't super smart, like give them the space to grow because uh, it's not your fault. You're doing your best. As long as you are doing your best. My friend was telling me about this show where these parents were not doing their best. They were feeding their kids like their 18 month old fast food for every meal and like giving them fries and nuggets and burgers with extra salt and I was like do we hit up Chick-fil-a once a week we do religiously the Lord's chicken is our chicken we hit up Chick-fil-a about once a week but does Mia have a really well-balanced diet aside from that yeah, she is not living off of chicken nuggets. Like, she loves vegetables. She loves fruits. But anyway, so I feel like we're all doing our best. And when we go through parental parental hardships, it's usually because we're being hard on ourselves. We're thinking we're not doing enough. Um, and we are. If your kid has skin issues, maybe it's allergies and you don't know it. Maybe they'll outgrow it. Maybe they're just sensitive. I know... Um, that has to be frustrating whenever your kid is like struggling or like always crying like that's how I feel right now Mia's but she's two it's it's the two-year-old phase like she keeps crying and then I'm crying because I'm like why are you crying every 10 minutes every time I tell you something so midlife crisis quarter life crisis parent life crisis um, in all of those situations pray about whatever you're walking through and I'm gonna say give it to God Oh, I also want to say, um, be who you are, run your own race, stay in your own lane. And I want to say this because, um, I was listening to a speaker that I really enjoy, um, and she was talking about running your own race and like taking, having life at your pace, knowing like the way really you, the way you do life and who you are and where you are focus on you don't focus on everyone around you when I had Mia when Mia was younger she's only two but last year when I had just made mom friends I had made two mom friends my best mom friend who's still my best mom friend and another mom friend and they're both stay-at-home moms and imagine how that made me feel right guys and I um I'm not a stay-at-home mom. I'm a working mom. Um, and we would meet up at the park, and sometimes I would show up late because I would have to get off of work, go pick up Mia, maybe grab a snack, and meet them at the park. Or um, change my shoes, change like get out of my blazer, like whatever I'm doing. I started keeping play clothes in the car for the park so I could just kind of change, at least be able to change shoes and... Um, throw on a hoodie if I was like wearing something nicer or like whatever throw on a t-shirt but I was so distraught because I felt like my two friends that were moms were doing better and being better moms than I was because they were at home with their kids all day and I got up got myself ready packed Mia's bag went to work pumped did you know did all these things and I felt like I was failing. And what you have to realize when you're a mom is you really need to mind your own business, stay in your own lane, run your own race. 
And that goes for anything in life. Um, at that time, I was really hard on myself. But when I think about our life circumstances and things now, um, I can see that like I've been doing what's best for my family. Mia is thriving. And when I'm mom, I'm mom so hard and so well. And I give myself props. But um, this whole stay in your own lane, mind your own business, uh, run your own race kind of situation goes for any area of your life. A lot of times we fall into these comparison traps, whether it's marriage, whether it's finances, whether it's career, whether it's kids, where your best friend might be making a lot more money than you, might have like a nice house and is living her best life and you are doing a job that you don't really like and you're trying really hard but you don't make that much money and you're jealous or you have your children and you're not married and you feel like oh my gosh I did it wrong I'm so bad Um, whatever that situation is or you feel like all of your friends are like you're really young so everyone is like partying and like establishing their careers and you are staying at home with your kids or on the flip side you feel like you're a little older to be starting a family all your friends kids are already in elementary school and you feel behind the eight ball but you only recently got married and you decided to have kids or stop your career or pause, put a pause in your career to have kids. Whatever the situation is, your life is your life and nobody else's life really matters. I mean, it does. Their lives matter. But what I mean is like, you are not better or worse than any other mom because you work late, because you missed your kid's soccer practice because you can't afford to send your kid to camp this summer, because you are not married, because you are divorced, because you are what they consider older to be having kids, or because you're what they consider a little too young to have kids. We're all living our own lives, and it can we can get so caught up on what we want to be, and when we see other people that have things we want, we start feeling bad about ourselves. And that's where I was with my friends, or stay-at-home moms where they had one thing I wanted okay they were stay-at-home moms um, but I was you know had things that like they didn't have um, and so it's just important to to know that God has specifically written your story and even your motherhood journey and it is yours. So if you feel like I wanted to be somewhere else by this age or I wish I didn't do this or that, that that is where you need to let it go and really pay attention and mind your own business and focus on where you are going, not where you're at and not where you've been. A lot of times we look in the rear view mirror instead of looking ahead at where we're going. And it's good to sometimes see what's behind you so you kind of can learn, grow, and know from that. But if all you're doing is looking behind you, you're going to end up crashing into something and not moving forward. You're going to crash and not be able 
to move forward. And so it is okay to have goals, dreams, plans, hopes, aspirations, a life that's completely different than you imagined. And it is okay to reimagine it, rework for it. You're never too old or too young to start again. And wherever you are in your life and your journey, it is yours. It's not your sister's. It's not your brother's. It's not your best friend's. It is yours. So even though I really did struggle with being friends that were specifically stay-at-home moms where I, you know, they had certain struggles and I would be like, oh, well, I don't have that struggle. I do have to get up every day and get presentable, even though I felt like I was stumbling at work. And that was a whole other challenge where I felt like I was stumbling around trying to catch up with the stay-at-home moms but also stumbling into work, trying to be put together after nursing my baby and leaking and all these other things. So um, also know that every, every, every phase in your life is a chapter. So, and this is a reminder to me too, this has been a really hard week. I don't foresee next week being a really hard week. I don't foresee even tomorrow being a harder day than today. I always am really proud of myself on Wednesdays because they're my hardest day at work. And when the day is done, and if I've met all my goals, which I did today, then I'm really proud. But for instance, this season where I have to somehow get some sleep at night despite peeing all night long because I'm pregnant, getting kicked by a toddler, getting kicked by the baby inside of me, getting kicked by my mind and my anxieties, uh, wake up get on the computer, start breakfast, make my coffee, um, take my pee breaks, which is like a lot now these days, and uh, deal with my meetings, deal with my manager, deal with my husband, deal with my house, deal with my kids. I feel like I'm dealing with all of these things and I can't like give up one of them. Like I right now have to deal with all of it. And um, I was talking to my, my friend and she was like, I think that when you do not have the pressure of getting up at 5.30 to get on to work at 6 and you're able to just do your life, that you're going to feel better. And I know she's right because on weekends, I feel better because I get to do my life and not worry about, am I meeting this goal at work? Am I meeting this goal at work on top of the house stuff? But even though I've been really struggling with this work-life balance, because honestly, there is no balance right now, and it's why I'm home by myself, because Ethan was like, you are beat, you are dead, you are tired, you need to rest. Um, It's a season, and there's a timestamp on it. And literally for every season of your life, whether you know it or not, there's a timestamp. That newborn stage is a timestamp. That toddler stage that I'm walking through is a timestamp. When my kids are in elementary school and doing sports and they can't drive themselves, there's a timestamp on that before they're in high school and they get their licenses and they don't need me. (laughs) So just know whatever it is that you are struggling with in motherhood, there's an end date on it. There is an expiration date. If it's breastfeeding, you will not have to breastfeed your five-year-old. I breastfed Mia for 19 months. Um, I ended up supplementing in the middle of that because pumping at work three times a day was not working. 
so I had to cut back on pumping at work. But, and I remember crying and really, really, really having a hard time with that, guys. I still breastfed this kid till 19 months old. Every night, every morning, every time she was with me, still did it. I just pumped while she was gone, and I had to supplement um, two of her bottles a day. Two of her bottles a day. That was all I supplemented. So I was still doing really a good job, considering how much she still drank. But there's a timestamp at 19 months. Well, there's multiple reasons why I stopped breastfeeding her. Um, it might have been 18. Well, she's 24. Yeah, it was 19 months. Um That challenge goes away, but waking up all night, I know this doesn't sound like it, and I know it doesn't feel that great, because right now I'm telling you how tired I am, but Mia sleeps through the night now, and she didn't for a long time, and this, I don't know if this episode's going along or not, but I'm going to wrap it up soon. Um, I remember people at work telling me to put rice cereal in her bottles to help her sleep through the night, and no judgment if you've done that, good for you, I'm glad it worked for you. But one, I didn't give her a bottle at nighttime. I gave her a boob because I was there. And two, I wasn't comfortable with that. Um, or people were like, did you start Mia on rice cereal? I said, no, I started her with um, fruits and veg. Like I did baby lead weaning. So I did a mix of uh, baby lead weaning and baby oatmeal because I felt like oatmeal had more nutritious value than rice cereal and that was just my own like thing that's just my own personal feelings and opinions and it was all organic and I was all I was pureeing my own baby food like I was one of those moms but regardless there's a time stamp on everything and those nights where yeah Mia didn't sleep through the night she woke up maybe like once maybe twice so it wasn't like I <laughs> I wasn't um getting good sleep because those early days with newborns if you have a newborn god bless you but I'm I've been thinking about how often I would have to wake up and how sometimes it would feel like I just fell asleep and Mia would cry and I'm like thinking about um doing that with baby boy and (sighs) you have to find joy in the journey you have to find joy in the journey. And my joy came in the form of Grey's Anatomy because there's a million seasons of it. And I've actually been wanting to rewatch it, but I'm saving it specifically for when my son is born because when I had to be awake with Mia to feed her or to like help her go back to sleep, I would sit on this yoga ball I'm and like, yeah, play lullabies or play the sound machine. But I also had Grey's Anatomy on with subtitles because I needed to stay awake. Like, I couldn't fall asleep holding her. Anyway, that season passed. And also, there was a time where I would look forward to our midnight time together because I knew I was going to be able to watch Grey's Anatomy and cuddle. Like, when she would go to sleep, I'd be like, okay, see you in a little bit. We're going to watch Grey's. Um, but <laughs> anyway, side tangent. Whatever you're walking through, the season will pass, and I guarantee you'll be stronger. And I know sometimes we're walking through through seasons where we are going to have to actually take ourselves out of them. Um, that's a whole different episode where how do you like remove yourself from a hard situation or how do you know when to leave a situation? We can talk about that another time, and I would like to have a guest on for that. 
but yeah, everything has an expiration date. And that is the biggest lesson in parenthood is that everything has an, an expiration date. One day your kid will not wear diapers and you won't realize that it was their last diaper or that that was their last bottle or that that was the last time they were going to sleep with you or that was the last time they were going to cuddle or that was the last time they were going to say mama before they start saying mommy or mom. Like everything has an expiration date. I keep saying this. I'm, I keep repeating myself. I want this to get through to you and through to me. Everything has an end date. So enjoy what you can about the season I'm walking through. So right now I'm enjoying my money because I'm working and so I'm buying baby stuff and that's what I'm enjoying about this season and I'm enjoying the fact that I don't have to leave the house even though because of COVID. I'm enjoying the fact that my husband is home so I can literally take a shower whenever I want. Um, sometimes Mia tries to get in with me though. That's a different story. I'm enjoying the fact that I'm able to really cook all our meals and um, eat healthier because I'm not like on the go all the time. But right now, since Mia and Ethan are gone, I'm going to go enjoy some sleep because I really need it. And I think that's important. Okay, my loves, uh, you guys have a great day. Rise and thrive. Do you, boo. Stay in your lane. You are an amazing warrior goddess mama. Don't let anyone tell you different. You're a savage. Um, and aside from that, I just want to say have a great week. Um, if you need any me to pray for you guys about anything, I will. I love you all. Thank you guys so much for listening. Don't forget to... Um, like, subscribe, and follow on Spotify as well as Apple. Um, and also to follow me on Instagram at Brittany Jane Stewart just for life stuff. I am working on a couple of different things to kind of umph my Instagram as well as some other projects that I'll let you guys know about in the future. But for now, have a great week. I am going to lay in my bed by myself and relax. What? <laughs> All right. Bye, guys.